This is Worlds of Books. Today is October 17th, 2017. And tonight we are talking about the book, uh, Best Period State Period Ever. And it's got some other title after that by Dave Berry uh, about uh, Florida and the uh, the unusual uh, circumstance or the unusual uh things that happen in florida and all the uh wonderful uh touristy kind of things they have so i'm gonna talk a little bit about dave berry uh i researched a little bit i'm gonna try to read this uh let me magnify this up a little bit more so maybe i can see it so i'm gonna let go of the mic and then i'm gonna get it again hang on one second okay dave berry uh david McAllister berry born july 3rd 1947 is an American author and columnist who wrote nationally syndicated uh, humor column for the Miami Herald from 1983 to 2005. I think that's probably where we all got exposed to Dave Barry originally because uh, the man knows how to make you laugh. I mean, he, he, he's just a great humor columnist. And uh, uh, if you've never read the the his column on uh, colonoscopies. Go find it out on the internet and, and be prepared to laugh. It is just hilarious. Uh, let's see. Barry was born in Armonk, New York, where his father David was a Presbyterian minister. Uh, uh, and in a not unusual fashion, I think Dave Barry is an atheist, but uh, his dad was a Presbyterian minister. Uh, so, he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in English from Haverford College in 1969. I believe that's a, that's a, is it a Quaker? Uh, yeah, I believe it's a, it's a Quaker uh, college, I believe, or it's associated with, it. let's see. Yeah, yeah, a Quaker affili- affiliated college. So uh, that's the next thing I want to say. Since he since he was an alumnus of a Quaker affiliated college, he avoided uh, military service in the Vietnam War by uh, registering as a r- religious conscientious objector. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Let's see. He worked at. Oh, this is what this is what I thought was so funny. He uh, before he went to the Miami Herald in 1983, he worked uh, at Burger Associates for eight years, where he was where he taught effective writing to business people. Uh, but he gave that up when he you know, he realized he couldn't teach them to quit writing things like enclosed please find the enclosed enclosures so, i could just i could just I'd see him trying to teach folks uh, effective business writing and, and that's the kind of stuff he was dealing with I th- that that could that could be hilarious in itself but anyway that's all i've got on him but uh, uh i'm sure other people have things to tell them about him but uh I, I, let me confess, it's probably been three weeks since I finished this book, and 
I've probably forgotten more than I remember about it. So y'all, y'all bear with me. Hopefully my memory will kick in as, as we talk about it, but I'm going to release the mic and uh, hopefully uh, hear what y'all have to say about it. Thanks. Well, I, I loved it. I thought it was really funny. Unfortunately, I did not take notes, so I can't tell you each individual thing that I liked about each individual article, but I smiled in places and then I laughed hysterically because he's very humorous, and I never read any Dave Barry before, so um, I really enjoyed it. It was just the right length. Um, and I, I really, I thought he was very funny. And uh, and what else can I say? I enjoyed the book. It would have been nice had he read the book himself, though. Yeah, I was trying to remember when I started reading the book how I knew about Dave Barry, like the first time I ever heard of him. And when I was younger, um, my family used to go a lot to Florida. So I think I must have become acquainted with him by reading the Miami Herald newspaper because I remember we used to get the Fort Lauderdale paper, the Sun Sentinel, and, um, and, but the, the better paper, the, you know, supposedly the better paper was the Miami Herald, so we'd get that newspaper also. I guess when people used to read newspapers, which... Now I guess people don't read newspapers so much, but I, I think he was a columnist in, in that newspaper, so that's probably how I came to know him. Um, and I, I also liked the book a lot. Um, I didn't love the introduction. That was, like, I thought the weakest part of the whole book because when I was listening to the introduction, I thought, he's just mentioning all the things, like, I've heard a million times, like, you know, people from New York, when they go to Florida, they're always complaining that the bagels don't taste good and the pizza doesn't taste good. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I heard this, like, 30 years ago. So I was looking for something a little a little more up-to-date or something. Um, but then when he did all the different pieces, I, I thought they were pretty well done. Um, I really like the one about the adult community. I think it was called The Village or The Villages, about how people lived in that community. I thought that was really interesting. And I liked the piece about Key West. And I also liked the piece about when him and his wife went to that nightclub in uh, South Beach in Miami. I thought that would be me if I went to a place like that. I, I, I remember he's wanted to go at 11.30 at night, and they said, oh, no, you know, it's hardly even starting by 11.30. And I thought, what time do these people go to these nightclubs, you know, that 11.30 is, is too early? So um, so it was, I thought it was pretty good, and I, I agree with Joni. I wish he had read the book also. I think it would – I mean, I thought the guy did well, the guy who read it, but it probably would have been better if Dave Barry read it himself. Well, he apparently didn't get the contract to do it. Um, I really liked it, too. I thought it was well-written. I thought it was, well, I've read probably nine or ten Dave Barry books, and um, I just giggled a lot. But I, have a, a, I had a very dear friend who, who was a, lived in Cleveland. He, he was a survivor of the Holocaust for a prison camp. And every book that we read, he would say, What have we learned? And you know what I learned? I don't want to live in Florida. Yeah, uh, uh, Florida's one of those places. I, th- I think it's uh, 
you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm not sure I'd be happy down there all the time. I think it'd be a lot of fun visiting. I could stay for a while, but uh, I don't think I'd want to be there all the time. But uh, I, I just thought the book was hilarious. I, he just, I, you know, my his sense of humor just really, uh, really appeals to me. And uh, that that section he wrote about Gatorland, I thought was just cool. And then. Uh, uh the 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 section that he he did on uh 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 what were the mermaids well, i can't i can't even remember what it's called now but with, with the mermaids i thought thought that was that was really really cool i was kind of surprised that he didn't talk uh, cypress gardens maybe it's closed by now i don't know isn't that where they used to do the 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 the, the, uh, the swimming and stuff and they would have the the water skiers uh you know standing on on you know, guys' shoulders and stuff. I, I guess Cypress Gardens must have probably closed. It's probably not around anymore. But, uh, you know, Florida's just had all these kind of places and stuff. And, uh, you know, I I got some of that stuff because I, I grew up in Mississippi. But we, we didn't go to Florida very much. But we did go to uh, to Tennessee. And Tennessee had its share of, uh, of uh, similar kind of touristy kind of things, like with Lookout Mountain and Chattanooga and stuff like that, and uh, Rock, Sea Rock City, which would be painted on the side of uh, 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 roofs of uh, farmhouses and stuff. So, uh, I, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm used to this kind of this kind of stuff, so it, I just thought it was very, very, uh, very well done and, and very humorous. Uh, and I was telling Mickey the other day, uh, we had some some distant cousins. One of you know, one of them who died, and my mother was reading the uh, the obituary, and you know, like obituaries usually do, it talks about uh, other family members that are still surviving. And one of them, uh, a sister, lived in the villages that, that Michelle mentioned. So I thought, yeah, that, that, that's pre- that's pretty funny. So uh, uh, and I just read about that. So uh, uh, he he just uh, he just. He just he just cracks me up because he, he you know he, he just really finds humor and stuff, and uh, I, I thought the little the little pieces he wrote about he was writing everything based on those those plastic uh, uh, vending machines that make those little plastic animals and you know that that are always malfunctioning. I thought that was pretty clever, but uh, anyway, I'll I'll release some light. Let somebody else speak now. Well, I got as far as Key West when, uh, this afternoon, and uh, I got to like the book. I, first, as you say, the beginning didn't impress me very I never liked Florida when I was there, the one time for the convention, uh, though I did a tour. There's a couple of very good things there, but uh, I, th- I think he made a comment that uh, Disneyland had kind of dr- taken all the business away from the other places, but uh, otherwise, uh, the... When I was in Tampa, the water was bad and the rest of it. So, but yeah, I enjoyed reading it, especially uh, when you started getting into the Gatorland and the the other parts. Well, does anyone see anything that wasn't good about the book? It didn't mention their daily rainstorms that, that come and and it rains for 15 minutes in summer and then it stops and these drops are bigger than. Bigger than big. I've never seen such big raindrops. But I, 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 I can't really think of anything that wasn't good about the book. I really just thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the the part, and I don't even remember what it was called. But it was the one that where the uh, uh, the the seances and stuff, where, where it was supposed to be kind of a 
the the supernatural thing. What what was that part? That, that I didn't think that that kind of place doesn't really appeal to me. Maybe that's why I didn't like that that section as much. But uh, uh, and I can't even remember what it was called now. But I I didn't think that part was as good. Well, I think it's not the kind of book you read to learn something. I think he learned just to enjoy his humor. No, no, yeah, I, I'd I'd agree uh, entirely, but uh, I, I don't know, that 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 piece I didn't think was was as funny as the rest of it and stuff. But I mean, uh, you know, the section with the with the mermaids was just kind of a natural, for, you know, for poking, you know, from for making funny, and then the and the gate and the Gator Land too. Like you know, I mean, I've been, I've been to places, uh, you know, I've been to a place in, in in Louisiana that was that was kind of well. Not quite the same as Gatorland, but but they had alligators all over the place, and I mean some monster alligators and stuff. And uh, uh, they do some some strange things at places like that, and they try to they try to try to scare you with the with the. I remember my one of my sons was real young, and the guy kind of the guy was holding one of these gators. He kind of like you know jerked jerked at my son and stuff, like he was going to throw the gator on him and stuff. So that, that that's not really funny. Yeah, I, the place that we used to stay in in Fort Lauderdale, it was when when my parents bought this place, it was sort of at the what we used to say was the edge of civilization, and then right after this complex, um, it was they called it Alligator Alley, and it was just this huge sort of swampland that you would kind of drive part the way through because I think the roads didn't even kind of go through it and everything, so. That's like what my image is a lot of times of Florida is that it's really spread out and then there's little pockets of, of places, but there's a lot of like vast emptiness a lot of times in Florida where there's just this swampland and it, it, I, it, I guess people live there, but we never thought anybody actually even lived there. Um, so the one thing that I was a little confused about was the title where he talks about he's defending his homeland. I didn't really get the sense that I was reading the book that he was defending anything. I thought he, he was just trying to find like interesting little parts of Florida to talk about. Well, I think he was saying why he lived there, why he liked living there, um, and I, I. It um, it it was an interesting place to be. Um, there was, where I was, there was no public transportation. There was a um, uh, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of traffic, but it was neat to see palm trees. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like I kind of got the sense that. Uh, he, he takes i mean he's lived in florida long enough now that uh i mean he obviously wasn't born there but he he, he moved there in the early 80s i guess and uh uh i think he recognizes the, the the silliness of it for what it is but i think he i think he enjoys the the quirkiness and and it just likes poking fun of, at it and stuff but I, I really think he does uh i think he likes it down there and uh uh man he, he's got an unending supply of material to work with that's for sure but uh uh you know i i did like the way he tied into the uh the, you know the 2000 presidential election because it, it it kind of all seemed to uh, that seemed to be kind of when we started hearing about all the all all the the, the zaniness in florida and stuff i don't know if that's that's kind of where it got on the national uh uh you know uh, hit list and stuff it seems like but uh uh like i said i ha- i haven't seen any of those places, but it, but it was fun reading about them through his experience and stuff. 
And uh, <laughs> I got tickled at him talking about those li- that line dancing and stuff at the at the at the village and stuff. I, I can I can imagine that was uh, that that was pretty humorous. I I thought the section on the villages was really really interesting because you know a lot of times when you go there's a lot of retirement communities in Florida. Um, my grandfather lived in a retirement community in Florida for a while, and it was nothing at all like the villages. And I thought. Boy, this place sounds really good. I mean, everybody's running around and they're dancing and they're doing all kinds of activities and whatever. So he made it sound very palatable, I thought. And I've never been to Key West, so I thought it was really interesting the way he was describing what life was like in Key West. Because I I, I don't know if I'd want to go there, but I had a really strong sense of, you know, what what this place was like from from what he wrote about it. Well, I did. He did say in the book that he really loved Florida and that he loved the quirkiness and he loved the, the the strangeness and kind of welcomed anybody who liked the bizarre to come to Florida. That he loves it. He he he's where he wants to be and that's neat. Yeah, uh, uh what was I gonna say? Uh uh I I I think Florida's changed a little bit. I think Michelle maybe it used to be more like uh the, the way they presented it uh I don't know if any of you ever watched Seinfeld and stuff, but but uh, I guess Seinfeld was on back in the '90s. Was that right? '90s, yeah, '90s and early 2000s, maybe. But uh, uh, I think Florida used to be more like the, the way it, it was presented in Seinfeld, because you know his parents had lived down in one of those like homeowners associations down there, and they were always battling and stuff you know with with the residents and stuff and uh this made it seem like it's like it's loosened up a lot more and it's gotten a lot and i think maybe it's just a generational thing because you know you know uh, (laughs) the people that are retiring now are you know it's like our generation and stuff so uh uh but uh uh yeah it, it it certainly he certainly made it sound uh uh entertaining if if that's your if that's your thing so well, I knew this was going to be a short discussion because the book was short. Uh, does anybody else have any uh, any comments on it before we talk about what we're going to read for next month? I told Joni and, and um, Don that I was eager to see what we were going to read because normally I have a little bit of a heads up. and This time I've left it all to Alan. So if you don't like the book, it's all his fault. Well, I, it seems like that might have been a little dig for me not discussing it with you in advance, and that—that that is my fault. So, uh, uh, look, I mean, I've got—you uh, know—we read a nonfiction book this month, so I picked out like three things th- that I just had in my wish list or that I had recently downloaded. These are—you know—none of this is set in stone, so I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm open for suggestions, and we can read whatever. It doesn't have to be fiction; it can be nonfiction; it can be whatever. But uh, like I said. I like to try to read stuff that I'm interested in reading that I've added to, to my wish list or that I've already downloaded just because, I mean, there's so much stuff to read. And, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, here are the three things that, that I've picked out, and, and, and I'm looking for other suggestions. Our next meeting will be November 21st. So I, that's, is, that the, is that the TC before Thanksgiving? I guess it is. But anyway. The three things I had to suggest, the first one is Wise for Yesterday by Sue Grafton. And that's actually 17 hours and 14 minutes long. And I know we've probably all read Sue Grafton books, so y'all may not be interested in that. The second one's called 
Pandora's Clock by John J. Nance. Somebody gave that a good review on DB Review. I guess it was Nolan Crabb gave it a good review on DB Review. So I thought, eh, that sounds like that might be good. That is 13 hours and 22 minutes long. And then the last one I have, I don't know much about. I just, it just caught my attention. It's called The River at Night by Erica Ferrick. And it's eight hours, 52 minutes long. So I'm open to other suggestions. Those were the three that I came up with. And like I said, this, these are just suggestions. Well, The River at Night, I read that on Bookshare. It was one of Oprah's choices. And I always look to see, I I get her book club notes and stuff. And it's always a challenge to me to see if the book is available either on Bard or on Bookshare. Well, um, I've read a few of her choices. The River at Night... I don't know. Um, it was kind of interesting. It was kind of good. It was kind of strange. I don't know what I thought of it. Um, but Pandora's Clock or uh, Wise for Yesterday would be fine with me. And The River at Night would be okay, too. I, I'd like to know what people thought of it because it is very strange. I love John Nance. I think John Nance is one of my favorite authors. He's a little bit on the horror side. Um, another book that I don't know if this group would want to read or not is a horror book. It's called um, The Association by Robert Little, L-I-T-T-L-E. And it's about how... It, it came in, came to my mind today when we were talking about how the, the neighborhood association started up and all that, and, and this has to do with that. I don't know if that's appropriate for this group or not, but it was a fun book. Um, but I, I like the John Nance idea. I haven't read that yet. Well, I'm glad, Mickey, that you mentioned something about the John Nance book, because I, I don't know that author, and I... I I, I didn't know anything about that book. Um, I'm actually not a big fan of horror, to be honest. I, I scare pretty easily, so um, I don't I don't think that would be my cup of tea. But certainly, if the group wants to read it, that's you know that's fine. Um, and Sue Grafton, I think I stopped somewhere around L or M or something, so I wouldn't mind reading that book. That'd be fine. And the book that Joni mentioned, The River at Night, I heard an interview with the author. Um, and when Alan mentioned the title, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard of this book. Um, so, And the, the, the interview made the book sound really interesting. Well, I read The Association, and it, talk about horror. I mean, it is so good. I read that many, many years ago, and I, I think I read it twice because it just really got to me. And it is very good if you like this sort of really horror kind of thing i loved it well i think pandora's clock if i if i i don't ever i don't ever read those db review things much if it's a book i'm on one of reeks that they give away too much but i went and read the nls annotation and it's and i think the the main premise is there's there's some people on an airplane and they've left europe maybe it's england or somewhere but 
one of them has some kind of disease or something, or they think there's some kind of disease that must be highly communicable, and nobody will let them land and stuff. So I guess that's the reference to Pandora. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I don't. I've never read any John J. Nance, so uh, uh, maybe it's high time. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if you know the association. Maybe we can read that another time, but. Uh, uh, are, are y'all okay if we do Pandora's Clock? Michelle, are you okay with that? If we if we if we select that? Well, it's fine with me. I'm not Michelle, but it's fine with me because I've never read any John J. Nance either. Yeah, I think the group should read. You know, whatever whatever everybody wants to read. Um, certainly, I'll start it. If it gets really scary, <laughs> I probably won't read it because I just I, it, I don't like to read scary things. But I know I know all you guys enjoy that that type of book. So I would say if you guys want to read it, you know, give it a try, and I'll I'll give it a try and and see see what I think. So, Michelle, scary is one of those relative terms. What kind of stuff do you consider scary? This doesn't sound like a, I mean, this isn't like early Stephen King kind of horror kind of stuff. It sounds more like, like suspense thriller kind of stuff, uh, which may not be your cup of tea either. But uh, uh, d- does does suspense stuff scare you too? No, no, suspense stuff doesn't scare me. Just just what Mickey was talking about horror. I I don't particularly like horror. I, I you know. I, I just don't. That it's just not my cup of tea. So, um, but suspense is fine. I've read many, many suspense books. So um, it sounds like you guys want to try that book, and you know, why not give it give it a try? I guess when I say horror, I don't mean it's not going to be spooky. It's not going to be, you know. Um, and I need to get this phone. Yeah, I, I, and I'm kind of like like you too, Michelle. Horror is not not really my cup of tea either. Uh, I mean, I like a, I like a good thriller and stuff, but uh, uh, not so much if it's got certainly not if it's got any kind of gore or and junk in it, and, and not not a lot of like a lot of. I mean, I, I can enjoy some kind of supernatural stuff, but I don't like a lot of way way out there stuff. Now, I I do like some of Stephen King's stuff though, but uh, he's he's toned a lot of that down in his later years. So I, I like his later stuff better than I did his earlier stuff, but. Uh, but Joni, I did enjoy uh, a Gwendy's button box. I, I thought it. Uh, I thought the story was pretty good, but I, I thought the ending was a little soft. It seemed, it seemed a little bit like it ran out of steam. But uh, yeah, it, it was a good read, and it was only like two and a half hours, so that was fun. So thanks for re- recommending that. Are you guys planning on meeting in December, um, or do you do you take December off? We hardly ever take a month off. I, I, I'll just do what everybody wants to do. It, it, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, I'm going to be reading, so I figure we might as well get together and, and, and talk about stuff, but unless people aren't going to be around. So uh, I'll, I'll just play it by ear. Well, I'm going to be around, and I'm always, lately, I don't go anyplace or do anything. Well, that's not true, but um, I will be reading, too. And I'm glad that you like Gwendy's Button Box. Um Alan, I thought it was a little weak with the ending, but um, there was something that I really liked about it. I thought it was, it had a a particular, I don't know what I'd call it, sweetness, or um, I, I really, I did like it. I liked it a lot. So I'm glad that you did too. 
Well, I'll be around then. Um, Christmas Eve, probably not. Or, you know, if it was that, I couldn't do it. But should be normal until close to Christmas. Oh, yeah, I was just wondering. I just checked on the calendar, and it's December. If you guys meet the third Tuesday, it's December 19th. So that's not quite Christmas. That's maybe a week or so before. And, Alan, can you just say one more time the title of the book? Yeah, it's Pandora's Clock, uh, like Pandora's Box, but clock instead of box. And it's uh, DB41988. That's 41988. So it's, uh, well, it, 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 it's not brand new, so it's a, it's a little bit older. And I think, I'm pretty sure my favorite narrator probably narrates it, David Hartley Morgan. I love David Hartley Morgan. I think he's the best, one of the best narrators there. So uh, 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 it's a 13-hour investment, and I, hopefully folks will enjoy it. And like I said, it was on my list of things to read, so I'd rather kill two birds with one stone and read it for a book club. So uh, that may that way, maybe I'll be able to read some other book uh, uh, that I'll want to read just personally. Well, I'm excited about it. And, Alan, I didn't mean that as a dig. I really didn't. I, I thought it was pretty funny that that I, I'm going to be surprised, and I know you're going to pick something good because we seem to like the same books a lot. Um, but I, I, I like John Nance. I have not read that one. I missed it. And thank you for reminding me that he is around. I don't know, I don't know how I've missed him, to be honest with you. Usually, at least I've heard of these people and stuff. But uh, uh, I, I assume that he's been right for a while just based on this this DB number. So uh, uh, you'll have to turn me on to some of his other – well, I'll, I'll read this one and see how I like it. And then you'll have to – uh, we do like some of the same stuff, so you'll have to turn me on to some of his other stuff that you've read that you've liked. Well, I'd love people to read The River at Night because I'd like to know what you thought of it. I thought it was a very strange book. Well, I ruled that out as soon as you said it was an Oprah book selection. So, uh, you know, uh, not that I've got anything against Oprah, but, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. That just kind of brings up a certain kind of a book in my mind, and I, I'm not sure... There's stuff that I'd like, although I, I try to be open-minded and, 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 and like a lot of different kind of things, so I, I may not know what I'm talking about. I'm with you on that, Ellen. I've never read an Oprah book intentionally. I mean, not because it's an Oprah book. She just is uh, so over the top. Um, I, I just don't. But uh, if you want us to read it, you know, you're, you're part of the group, and, and we, we will do it if you want. Um, I, I'm not, I'm into, it, it, it's odd, but these, these books that are fairly current, that are, are very, um, modern, I just don't like them, and I don't, I can't tell you why, they seem vapid, they seem, you know, uh, just, just, I'm pretty turned off. Oh, I've, I've really enjoyed some of the the, um, the books that I've read recently from from this time. Maybe it has to do with not being able to get uh, the most recent books that we used to have to wait three or four years for. Um, but I, I've read several books from Oprah that I have enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like a lot of current stuff, but... Uh 
I, I, I tend not to like I'm kind of like you, Mickey. When the stuff gets, like if it's an Oprah selection and I, and I get the sense that people are reading it because it's fashionable and stuff, I, I don't know. That, that that really turns me off and stuff because I, I, you know, I've, never, I've never been a big fan of, of fashionable kind of stuff. I mean, I, you know, I want people to, you know, to, to, you know, to read it and tell me why it's good and stuff. I don't want, you know, to like jump on a bandwagon. It feels like bunch of people are reading stuff just because you know jane doe recommended or oprah recommended and stuff like that so uh uh that 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 kind of turns me off well i i have never been one to read a book because it's fashionable um i look at the annotation the author all the things do i think i'm gonna like this well maybe and i'll try it um and I go by my own um, uh, likes and and dislikes when I, I'll say, no, I don't think I'm going to like it. And uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm certainly not a fashionable uh, reader because other people are reading it. Unless somebody that I know that I like recommends books to me or I read it in the uh, um, book review thing. Uh, but I mostly go by my own choices. As people know, I recommend books and mostly um, people like the books that I have recommended. So I'm very happy about that. Um, but just because Oprah recommended it, there are plenty that I think I wouldn't like. Um, but sometimes I get intrigued when I read the uh, annotation or whatever. And it's hard to tell by the annotation. Um, I, I read a book by Donald E. Westlake called Dancing Aztecs, and it was hysterically funny. It was just really funny book. Um, play on words, um, comic screw-ups with the crooks, and it was, was funny. And friend of mine said, oh, I'm going to send this book back. It doesn't sound good at all. It's called Dancing Aztecs. And I said, don't do it. It's good. She tried it, and he is now one of her favorite authors. So you, you can't tell. You can't, you can't tell until you dig in. Oh, I think sometimes people that have written the annotations don't read the book, don't bother with it. They think they know what it's about by reading the first couple pages, and not at all. And, uh, you really can't, I mean, I've been misled, as a lot of us have been, been misled by annotations, um, but they should get better people to write them and get them to read the book sometimes. That would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it is hard because a lot of the annotations just are totally off. And and with a name like Dancing Aztecs, you can't really tell what that's going to be. It sounds like a bunch of Indians dancing around and stuff back in the back in the day. So uh, uh, that that that's kind of hard from the title to get a sense of what it's about and stuff. But uh, uh, and, and yeah, I don't want y'all to think that I don't. I'm sure there's probably a lot of Oprah recommended books that I would probably enjoy thoroughly and stuff. But so uh, uh, I try to ma- r- remain open minded and accepting of all stuff. So. Uh, uh, and also, I want to say, if if you like Dave Barry and the humor and stuff, read Carl Heiss, and he's hilarious. And you know, most of his books are set down in Florida too. So he's got some really, really, really good ones too that uh, uh, 
that if you like humor and and quirky stories uh uh i'm sure he's got a got a a book for you and who's that other guy that writes there's another author i can't think of his name it's flown out of my head his stuff's not really humorous but he's got a character that's that's set all the books are set down in florida it seems like and it's it's doc somebody or another he he lives down in maybe in key west or uh off the coast of florida and uh he's like a former cia guy or something he gets involved in kind of thrillers and stuff but i can't think of who the author is or what the what the character's name is i think the author is white i can't give you a first name uh he's he's um uh and and long live the governor in carl hyacinth He's hysterical. Um, I think, honestly, that you would like Dancing Aztecs. It's very old. It's probably 20 years old, but it is laugh-out-loud funny. Um, If you need, you know, when you need a break from the nitty-gritty and the... um, But but, um, I can't think of White's first name. He's written a whole series on that guy. And I can't think of his name. I want to say Ben, but I'm not sure. But uh, he's good. There are so many good books. I just I have a T-shirt that says "So many books, so little time." Well, you're exactly right. That, that, that's the thing. But 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 I love getting together with these groups and stuff because uh, I like hearing y'all's opinions because it uh, you know a lot of us like some of the same kind of stuff and uh, I, I will definitely. Uh, add dancing aztecs to, to, to my wish list because i'm sure i'm sure it'll crack me up uh and, and i love a, a, a good book with humor and stuff in it those are those are always really really enjoyable well uh i could chat all night but i know y'all probably got things to do so i'm gonna thank everybody for their their time and for for your comments i, I always enjoy our discussions and stuff uh even if we don't have very many people here we always have the creme de la creme and uh, uh i always uh uh, appreciate everybody's comments yeah it was a really nice discussion i hope it's okay um can i just mention on the recording because we changed the the night that fiction old and new is meeting and i know people download the recordings and listen to them so we're trying to get the word out a little bit um so the next time fiction old and new is meeting is friday november 3rd which is, I guess, about uh, two and a half weeks from now. And we used to meet on the first Thursday of the month, and now we're meeting on the first Friday of the month at 9 o'clock Eastern Time in Book Nook Room. And we're going to be reading in November, we're going to be reading um, This Is How It Always Is by Laurie Frankel, which is a really, really good uh, family story. Um, it's, it's about a family and their youngest child, who's only five years old, um, who's a boy, he thinks that he wants to be a girl, and how this in, impacts on the whole family. And it was, it was, I thought it was one of the best books that I read the whole year. I thought it was terrific. Um, and then in December, um, actually December first, we're going to have um, David Forshow. Forshow, probably going to say his name wrong, who wrote uh, Across Two Novembers: A Year in the Life of a Blind Bibliophile, which is available on Bookshare. So I'm just going to mention that for the recording. So when people listen. And it's just another way to to get the word out. Thanks so much. Yes, and I'm sorry I didn't uh, uh, prompt you for that. So yeah, certainly go ahead. Don, do you want to uh, tell us what uh, what we're reading for for the history book uh, next month? Sure, we can. Uh, I like Carl Heinz, by the way. But let's see. Anyway, the uh, book is called 
Jackson land, uh, President Andrew Jackson, Cherokee chief, uh, John Ross, and a great American land grab, I guess is the title. It's a very long title. It's about Andrew Jackson, of course, and the Cherokee Indians and the Trail of Tears. And it's read by the author, who is uh, Steve Inskeep of NPR. He does a very good job, both in the writing and the reading of the book. found a very interesting book. And he, he, he covers the Trail of Tears. It isn't as gruesome as you might think, so although a lot of people did, did die, but it came, they came in several waves when they expelled them, but it, and how they, they had formed their own newspaper and gotten the religious groups in the United States to back them, the Cherokees, and they still didn't work against them. They, people from Georgia and so on wanted the land too much, and they lost. So anyway, that's the book, and I, I, it's only 11 hours, so you still have time for, by the 7th. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I, I really like Steve Inskeep, and uh, uh, I really like those history books that, uh, especially if it's dealing with stuff that I don't know a lot about, and I don't know a lot about a lot of the, I, I know all the Native American history is horrible in this country, but uh, I still like learning about it and stuff, so I, I can be informed and stuff, so I'm looking forward to that. And Joni, I'll just mention Banquet of Books is the second Sunday of every month at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, where we always talk about what everybody's reading. And that's always very fun because we always get good ideas for what to read. And I'm not really sure if I can be there or not, but what's the mystery book? Thank you, Alan. Thank, I appreciate you mentioning Banquet. And uh, I hope that people can be there because I love my Banquet of Books and I love having people come in and talk about books. That's, as you know, books is... One of my favorite things, books and old-time radio. The mystery book for the fourth Sunday is Vicious Circle by C.J. Box. And I can't remember what that character's name is he writes about, but he's a game warden, Joe Pickett, maybe. Joe Pickett, that's his name. And uh, it's, a, it's a Joe Pickett novel, uh, although set in Montana somewhere somewhere in that direction uh, he's a game warden and in this particular one there's some guy that he's that he put in jail for two or three years that's out of jail now and he's coming back to try to get revenge so i've started it's 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 gonna be pretty good i think i like him um cj box is is i think really well plotted um and it's just what and yet i'm gonna try to be there but no promises it's just circle Thank you. Right. Vicious Circle, and it'll be the 22nd of October, looks like. So, uh, so good. Hopefully you'll be there, and, and we'll have a good discussion. Uh, I'll, I'll be there, too. So, anyway, I'm going to say good night to everybody. Thanks for everybody's comments. I, I always enjoy our discussions, and uh, this was no exception. And I hope everybody has a uh, good rest of your night, a good rest of your week. Well, I agree. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Mickey. Mickey, good to see you again. Good to see Michelle and Don, and did I leave anybody else out? I don't think so, but if I did, sorry. Anyway, see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Good night, all. Thanks for a good discussion. Yeah, good night, and I'll finish my dinner here. Thank you. <laughs>